0: On this week's episode, we talk about the recently announced Sick New World Vegas Festival. We talk about the band Microwave and discuss other odd band names. Brett recaps his time at the Mezingers concert last weekend, and we talk about their new album of demos. We break down Drake's new record, Her Loss, and we wrap up choosing a book to read for the book club. Okay, let's go. Okay, we're here. It is November tenth, and Vegas is at it again.
1: (laughs) One vessel wasn't enough. (laughs) They had to go reach into the new metal bag now. The new world,
0: N U, what a missed opportunity on their part (laughs) to not spell it that way.
1: It's crazy. Oh, they should have did that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) What were they? I just realized that now.
0: It's pretty nutty, though. And like, it's just another great lineup. Like, they're just like, oh, all the 30 year olds want to spend money and go to concerts. So let's just keep doing that. And I think it's a great idea. I just wish it wasn't across the country.
1: (laughs) Is it really $600? Or is that just people complaining?
0: I saw someone say that and then someone said it's 250 for the weekend it's actually way better than when we were young. So I think some people were just like exaggerating.
1: I would hope it'd be better cuz I feel like nothing against this lineup but I feel like the when we were young lineup was significantly better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just different. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, this definitely when we were young it was like I could close my eyes and throw a dart and hit a band I liked and this this isn't quite the same. But um, I'll just read some of them off now. Um, System of a Down, Corn, Deftones, Incubus, Evanescence, Turnstile, Chevelle, Papa Roach, Flyleaf with Lacey Sturm, who the was the original like, singer. Yeah. I didn't even know that was like a thing, but that yeah, was I a thing. I didn't even know she left. <laughs> yeah. No, she, she left and uh, she's back. Before there in 2012, she left and then this singer, Kristen May, stepped in. And then she was with them till 2016, and then they just weren't a band for a while. And now Sturm returned. So I don't know. I don't even know like why they broke up or anything, or why she left in the first place. Rather,
1: I know she put out like a solo album, and it was like huge in the, I think, the Christian music community.
0: Yeah. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, because there, even Flyleaf was like on the Christian charts,
1: which I never realized till I started digging into fly little yesterday yeah at least their wikipedia page i didn't listen to them, but <laughs>
0: you just read their wiki that's fine <laughs> oh no, yeah it's a pretty crazy festival um then there's like a lot of like a hundred or uh, is it a hundred gex you is already... it placebo
1: 100 gex is it is that the whole band name
0: uh, no, I think it's are they, two, that's two, so, two separate bands. Band. 100 Gex is like they just like do these crazy like remixes of songs like wear wizard costumes. They're really weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what their deal is, but I would 100% go see them if I was at this.
1: <laughs> what kind of ma- like I'm a big mashup guy. What kind of uh, um, The one I listened to are.
0: was they had like a One Step Closer by Linkin Park. That was good. I mean, good. <laughs> no, their bio is so funny it says uh, i'm gonna, I'll read it right now 100 gex is a duo between Laura Less and Dylan Grady scavenging scraps of musical influences and welding them into dangerous machines they destroy the competition with their army of lethal bangers critically heralded as very good and music their ambition knows no
1: bounds <laughs> at least they're self-aware
0: yeah <laughs> and all their pictures they're like in these wizard costumes i don't know what their deal is but I'm all about it. And, yeah, there's some some crazy ones. I was listening to this band, um, the Melvins are on here, who I know like Kirk Cobain was like hugely influenced by. Very like like metal punk. They're definitely like a huge influence on a lot of people. So that's cool. They're like older, so I don't know. I think then, people are excited about it.
1: Didn't we see Killing Jove open for Tool?
0: Maybe. I feel like uh,
1: that was one of the openers at one of the two shows you went to.
0: It's possible. I don't recall. I know there was the other band with the chick who peed on the guy. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were also opening, but they didn't <laughs> open at our show. <laughs> and then Vil Vil Vallo Vallo, I don't know, but he's the dude from from him. His infernal majesty.
1: He's him.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what his deal is, but I saw the logo and I'm like, that looks like the him logo. So then I, I looked it up, but I used to be pretty into just this one album, Dark Light by him, Vampire Heart, Wings of a Butterfly, Killing Loneliness. Oh man, that's a great album. All right, but so I have a question for you, Brett.
1: Is this the yeah? This is like a quiz teasing quiz that we talked about.
0: Yeah, so you're you're looking at. The lineup, or it doesn't really matter if you're looking at it. Well, no, it matters. Are you do looking you at the lineup?
1: At
0: are you looking at it? No, you One should. Take be. A peek. Yeah, you okay. should be looking at it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, looking at the bands on this lineup, what songs do you think are the most streamed on Spotify?
1: Am I giving a top five or like yeah the go- most the most streamed?
0: you could go 5 i have 6 here cuz there's a uh, i'll 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 tell you all of these six are above 300 million with 300 million being the lowest of these six so what what do you think like what cuz there was one that came to mind first for me and i i was wrong
1: so my first guess is going to be probably what we were talking about pre-show Although, this could also be a curveball from what you just said right now. Is Chop Suey one? Or is that not one that you expected?
0: It's on the list. Do you want to... I want you to guess the top of the list and subsequent guesses. So, is Chop Suey... Let me
1: look
0: at the... Yeah. There's some big songs on this.
1: Freak on a Leash?
0: That's on there. So you got. Part of two. me wants
1: to guess that's the top, but I'm not giving that as the final answer yet.
0: Okay, you've got two. You've got Chop Suey and Freak on a Leash.
1: Bring me to life.
0: That is also on there.
1: Last resort.
0: That is also on there. You've got one. You've got two more. Drive, that's also on there. Ooh, <laughs> one more. I'll give you a hint.
1: Aerials?
0: No, well, actually, that's a that's a good question.
1: <laughs> I was debating between that and toxicity. Um, I feel like they have no, two in the top five.
0: Uh, or
1: two in the top six.
0: I didn't think of this. Toxicity should also be on there. (laughs) (laughs) I just took the top from each band I was thinking of. So yeah, toxicity is also on there. And there's one more as a fellow grocery store
1: worker in our youth. Oh no, it's the reason. (laughs) 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 I didn't have to look at the lineup.
0: (laughs) It is the reason. So All right, so I'm going to read out the numbers um which which one do you think has the most?
1: On a leash
0: on a leash has the least
1: really, really? Bring me I- to life.
0: That's third.
1: So it has to be chop suey then
0: it is. So okay. we have chop suey. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna I guess read that makes the sense. specific I- number because that's just reading a lot of numbers, but chop suey has 900 million streams last resort has 839 million streams bring me to life 708 million streams the reason 693 then toxicity at 579 then drive at 420 blaze it then freak on a leash at 325 million
1: that's really low for freak on a leash I mean, I know it's three hundred twenty-five million, but I feel like I think you got to look at it. Basically, the video is more popular than the song.
0: I think some of these, like transcend, like like "Free on a Leash" is extremely popular in the world of people who listen to this music. But like, that's why. Well, that logic. I don't know if that really puts Chop Suey at the top. But like, for instance, like. Bring me to life and like the reason. Like those are songs that are bigger. Like you don't have to listen to music to even like know those songs. Drive That's should kind of maybe fall me, in there. I
1: think like Bring Me to Life was massive. Yeah. I, I like think it's, it's third. If streaming was around then, I feel like that'd be in the billions right now. Because everyone like was addicted to that song.
0: True. That's true. I wonder. I feel like all these songs generally came out at the same time.
1: They did. Like Chop Suey might, might
0: be the oldest, which would pad the stats a little I bit. I think Freaking Leashes. is. 2001 is Chop Suey. Freaking so was 99.
1: Uh, or 98. 98, yeah.
0: 98, yeah. Nice. Yeah, just thought it was interesting.
1: Issues was 99, I think. Yeah. My corn knowledge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're on the cob tonight. This whole podcast is on the cob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That That was interesting with all that you just said, though. Right? That there's... The Deftones are one of the highest listed bands here. And they're not...
0: No, the Deftones weren't even, like, close. Like, I mean, close is relevant. But, like, Change in the House of Flies has 200 million. That's their biggest.
1: I think with I'm trying to with figure out the phrase, <laughs> but I think the this what's the phrase fr- that some of their parts is greater than the
0: greater than the whole.
1: Yeah, but I feel like maybe that doesn't make sense here. <laughs> 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 but like they're like like they have like a string of albums in a row where every single song is good. Deftones. Some of these bands don't have that.
0: Yeah, like a, need, They have a better catalog
1: that. than some of these bands.
0: You don't need that for a festival. You need the reason. <laughs> actually, I really like crawling in the dark and same direction. Like who was thinking some? i I don't know other songs, but I really like those two. The reason I'd not like because I worked in a stabbing shop and heard it eighteen times a day for fifteen years
1: and same direction was on the reason,
0: right?
1: Uh, or was it on the first album?
0: There was the "Crawling one in the dark like, was
1: phenomenal. Though.
0: Yeah. There was the one with like the dude on the front, like crouching down. Yeah. That white album. Obviously when you hear the white album, you think of who's A
1: lot of weird <laughs> crouching down, down albums back then too. Like Creed <laughs> had like my own prison with a guy crouching in a prison cell.
0: I <laughs> I cannot think of other crouching albums off the top of my head. I <laughs> wish I could. I wish That'll be our that draft knowledge. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Crouching albums. That'll be the Thanksgiving special. <laughs> I'll think of some. I'll think of some before this podcast ends. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Jankos at this concert. Probably sneak in like entire handles in Jankos and get mm-hmm. away with
1: it. I'm surprised Lim Biscuit's not there.
0: Yeah, them and uh a Slipknot, I figure, will be when they announce the lineup for the following year in like a week.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Slipknot's kind of like they evolved out of that, and a lot of these bands have stayed in it. Although Deftones are there, they've kind of moved away too. But
0: yeah, I I don't know. I think I think Slipknot could could definitely like headline this, but then you would just get like. All the Slipknot fans like overtaking it, like when Fish headlined Bonnaroo. it's just like you could tell who's there for the one band and who's there for the festival. They have, yeah, they have that like crazy following, Slipknot, like the same kind of deal. Oh, it looks cool. Uh, I'm glad they keep doing these. I just wish they were around here, but I'm kind of almost glad it's not, so I don't have to worry about it.
1: We need a festival grounds. In the tri-state area.
0: True. Yeah, we don't really have.
1: What's that I closest of, what's that island where you've seen shows? Oh, Randall's Island. Randall's Island.
0: Which I don't know if that's the same as Governor's Island or not. Because you would think the Governor's Ball would have been on Governor's Island, which is also like a thing. But Oh, it says it says Randall's Island Park. On the poster, so maybe the park is on. I don't know.
1: Was Randall a governor?
0: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Have to Google that. I'd vote for a governor who who uh, had an just through festivals. <laughs> you see, our we don't we don't want to get too political on this podcast, but I saw uh, our current president. Mr. Joe Biden is uh announced something about cracking down on Ticketmaster, which is just like super pandering. But I don't even care because it's pandering to me. Yeah. So he's like student loans and Ticketmaster. I'm like, well, you know how to reach some of us.
1: They can be the Pearl Jam, Bill. <laughs> it
0: should absolutely be called like PJ456. <laughs>
1: PJ10. <10. laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you can do, but we'll see. Um I guess I'm they like... could
1: be they probably could be sued for being a monopoly at this point. Like I I think there's laws still prohibiting that. And they pretty much are a monopoly. Yeah. Or acting as one. Because if don't they own Live Nation too? Yeah.
0: yeah or they're so... like partner like yeah, they're combined at this point. So who knows? I don't know I'm like we've talked about it a lot but I'm just sticking to like small shows for now yeah I'm good with that like uh, this band Microwave that I've been super addicted to we were talking today I'm like years late on these guys but I can guarantee you they're gonna come around and it's gonna be like 20 bucks and I will be there I don't need Ticketmaster to do that hopefully well, we the Pony I might <laughs> That, yeah, that I want to see that they just toured with Four Year Strong, but I want to see them like play their own songs.
1: They're very, very good. I'm surprised you never listened to them before.
0: I listened to them like here and there, but I never I never got like hooked, I guess. But this past weekend, I was listening to the Mezinger's EP, which we'll get to in a little bit, and they auto played after. I was like, you know, I should give these guys like another listen, like and actually, like pay attention. And they're like, all well, I've been listening to. There's Yeah, that that. So, so I was. People love that. I one. was, I was listening to that one and um the other one, much love, Did much love. I loved that was the one love. like I kind of knew. So I was listening to those two for like the past like week, and then. Today actually I put on Death is a Warm Blanket because that's like their newest album, even though it's 2019. And These holy shit, yeah. this album is amazing. It's like it's just like they captured like 90s grunge so well without like sounding like they're trying to do 90s grunge. Like it feels like like brand new or like sorority noise as I just name problematic bands, but like <laughs> it has that like type of of like quiet to loud angstiness and like the guitars are so fuzzy and they kick in and like when he's screaming on this album you could like he's screaming because it's how he feels it's not just like screams would be cool here like there is so much feeling in this album i i can't get enough of it and it's such a different step from like their other two
1: like a hotel year scream yeah, yeah almost
0: it's it's unreal like the song there's a song on it pull and it's just like it's slow at first and then by the end he's just like screaming and the guitars are kicked in and it's it's just it's unreal and like the lyrics are very like like i've talked about depressing lyrics and trying to have hope there is there's no hope on this album (laughs) there's no name Yeah. Death is a warm blank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no hope. This one line, um, I found my my niche in this pile of shit. I've got nothing left to prove, but there's just nothing else I really want to do, so this is what I do. <laughs> oh my god.
1: It doesn't get darker than that. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, these drugs will be the death of us, at least whatever's left of us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It oh that was off Stovall, But yeah, these guys are and then Leather Daddy, like the opening song, has this like El Scorcho riff if like Weezer cranked their gain up to 10 and like started doing hard drugs.
1: <laughs>
0: Again. I, I, I can't I can't get enough of these guys. It's so good. But it, it got me thinking. Because the band's name is Microwave. They should which... tour with oven. <laughs> Is there a band called Oven? I don't
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out.
0: (laughs) It got me thinking like of band names that are just so I hate to say bad, but kind of I mean, microwave kind of works if you put it in like a 90s grunge sort of like just feels like it works, but band names that you hear or see or read and you just instantly kind of get turned away from the band. And you shouldn't, but but it kind of happens because you can't help but judge. I see you looking for a band name Oven, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not finding one, though. So (laughs) any up-and-coming band, it's available.
0: (laughs) Can you think of any band names that are just like... Like we listened to Prince Daddy and the Hyenas this year. Like that's a band name. That, that was like one I, of them I was thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> not, not, a great band name.
1: The world is.
0: Say the whole thing. <laughs> the world is a beautiful place. The and world no be, the be <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can never say it without like stumbling over it. That's can't how even, long it can't is. Can't even
0: say it. That's how bad it is. Um, Soccer mommy, another band we listened to this year not a great name but I'd say
1: the foo fighters too
0: yeah I, I i thought you were gonna say that one because there's that clip of dave Grohl like hating the name <laughs> i like, believe didn't...
1: it's in uh his book he actually talks about it some more
0: He's like, we didn't think this name was gonna
1: <laughs> I would have never named it that if i knew how big we were gonna
0: <laughs> i remember early on when i was like first getting into music we were seeing uh it's like bless the fall and escape the fate back when ronnie was in escape the fate and this band dance gavin dance was opening and i just wanted nothing to do with them because of their name (laughs) that was a big miss on my part (laughs) but stupid name i thought it was like some electronic like
1: you would think from the name
0: yeah like because that was the bamboozle days so i thought they were like 303 and like that kind of like party Anthem type music I don't know I was wrong They're not that at all and they're a great band Um, I also have Trash Boat On my list
1: that's a good one Yeah and they're much better Than their band name is
0: Yeah yeah we saw them on the Newfound Glory tour Years ago Pre-COVID
1: The album shows are awesome
0: Yeah uh, mom jeans. I never, I've never listened to them. No, I people either. really They're, like That's them. a good one, though. It's a horrible name.
1: <laughs> Front bottoms, good name.
0: I love them too much to put them on the list. <laughs> Not a great name. <laughs> well, no, it is a great name, but they it's, made it's it. It's a pretty funny
1: name. They made it a great name.
0: Like same with like microwave. Um loving their music so much that now i'm like this just works like own it
1: three doors down
0: nonsense name (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense yeah i don't know i don't i don't have too many more but oh there's a band called car seat headrest that people love they're very good yeah Horrible name. Killer
1: Whales. Great song.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely need to dig into them. I feel like they're winter music, right? Maybe.
1: You can go either way. Yeah. They have a couple different sounds.
0: All right. Yeah, I don't know too much about them. I always just thought they were, like, kind of on the quieter side. But yeah. I'm listening to a ton of microwave, so check them out. But not oven. Even if you haven't. Not oven. <laughs> We're going to think of a band that would tour with them. That would make sense. Like, I don't know yet. <laughs> but it'll come, it'll come to us.
1: Give us to the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. What, what have you been listening to this week, Brett?
1: So I went hard into concert prep on um... Thursday and Friday before the Menzinger's 10th anniversary of On the Impossible Past. So what I did is I went on, I've been doing this with concerts now, so I make a playlist and instead of like album hopping and then like all I see in my recently played is that that band's albums, I make a playlist and throw every single album of that artist on that playlist and then just like jump around or let them play through. Rather than just like
0: copying the set list.
1: Yeah. So I've been trying to be better with my set list cheating. (laughs) Although it's like, you, you know, they're playing on the impossible pass in full. So, you yes. know, that had to be one of the albums you listen to. But the Menzingers are another one where they mix up their set list every night, too. So it doesn't matter even if you do check. There'll be some similarities, but they're going to change up at least two to three of the songs they play. Which is what they ended up doing here. But so I've been listening to a lot of Menzingers and uh, Touche Amour who opened up. Which how have you been liking really them? Really fun to jump back into them because i Forgot how much I love that band, and they sound exactly the same way they sound on their albums. In person, there's like he doesn't hold back on his screams; like that's the way he sings. Oh hell yeah! And it's earth shattering, just like the album versions.
0: I need to get into them more. I think I would like them.
1: Yeah, and I I really want to see a headline show now. And like they're set, they had a twelve song setlist. They were done in a half hour. That's how short wow. like, some of the songs are.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. Did they? Did they have an album that was, like, a lot of spoken word stuff? Or am I mixing them up with someone? But they, had an album mixing, like...
1: they, they speak sometimes a little bit, but it's, like, he'll speak, and then, like, he jumps into a screaming part.
0: Uh, maybe I'll mix them up.
1: Because, like, stage four is, like, one of the most, like, perfect examples of, like, dealing with grief in music form. Like, because that whole album is about when his mom died of stage four cancer and the whole thing is him basically going through each stage of oh grief, wow and it ends with acceptance and like there's like a part on i think it's new halloween's a song where it's like i've never brought myself to be able to listen to the last like message from you get like a voice on the phone from his mom i never listened to holy shit and that album ends with that voicemail
0: oh my god
1: so it's like it's a devastating album but it's like incredibly powerful and like i recommend it to anybody who's like ever lost someone because it's Kind of like, it makes you feel better knowing you're not the only one that's felt that, and knowing that in the end it's ultimately going to be okay. Wow, it's hard to get deep there, but <laughs> yeah,
0: no, well, that's it's amazing that like artists can channel that into great art.
1: It's a, I think that album's a masterpiece, wow. and I don't say that for like a lot of albums, but that one will always be a masterpiece to me. Damn. And they were even better live, so it was a do- it was a nice bonus, and I'm glad I finally got to see them in person.
0: How was uh How were the Mezingers like? Obviously, they played Impossible Past, crushed so it.
1: They were awesome, of course. <laughs> but it was wild to me, though. It's like so you would think people would mosh like crazy to Touche Amore,
0: yeah.
1: But the crowd was rowdier for the Mezingers, which I guess makes sense considering they're the headliner. But I would still think. People would be like bouncing around, to, like to how Touche Amore's music is. But like once the obituaries came on and like burn after writing, people were going like ape shit.
0: Oh my god!
1: And it was just such a great crowd. It's like I forgot how small the House of Independence is. Yeah, it's like a closet.
0: <laughs> it really is. It's like a small hallway.
1: <laughs> like do you remember? Like do you remember being that small? Like I don't remember it being that small for one years. But
0: no, I don't. I don't either. But when I was there for Amberlin a few months ago
1: did you think it shrunk
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> did
1: <laughs> and it's not a great setup either like you have like this narrow staircase that goes downstairs and there's like a back way you walk where like the staircase yeah, is wider. Yeah. but it's just a really weird setup but it's still awesome because it's like you're seeing one of your favorite bands like and they in a closet it's like yeah. crossroads kind of like and there's crossroads like no more open space i feel like
0: was there any space between the stage and the crowd? Because there wasn't. No, I don't think there I was. I was going to bring anywhere. that
1: up on this as I go <laughs> over the show. So, anyway, so like, they, of course, they play on The Impossible Past. It was awesome. Everyone just shouting everywhere at the top of their lungs. The band killed it. they were having a great time on stage. As I said, though, the crowd was rowdy. So, of yeah. course, there's like some crowd surfers and they'd get up and they were literally standing on the stage next to the band oh and God. would then like just jump back in the crowd. That's I mean, awesome. like Parko and I are standing there, like, like, shouldn't there be like some? not to sound like, a like,
0: like a narc, old
1: men here or narcs, <laughs> But like, we're like, shouldn't there be like security and like in front of the stage by the band? I mean, no it is way, man. It's 2022. punk rock. It is punk rock, but like, <laughs> world's a scary place now.
0: The band was about the world's itself. a beautiful
1: place, and we are no longer afraid to die.
0: <laughs> so the band wasn't having a horrible time.
1: No, they're having a great time.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> Cause you could I could see like being concerned with a bunch of strangers coming on stage, but like people have been doing that forever. Then you just yeah. jump back in.
1: But there are points at the end, like when they were playing after the party, like Greg Barnett had to stop playing guitar so a girl like wouldn't hit her head on the stage when oh like my she got thrown up there. <laughs> so he's like strumming and singing, and then he stops, catches her, pushes her back in the crowd, then goes back to singing again. Then she comes back up, he stops again. And Parko and I were like, "This is just insane! Like, there's no one that's going to help with security, I guess." But punk rock,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, I wish I was there.
1: We we missed you. Like, we actually missed the the first Screaming Females, who I've been meaning to get back into because I liked them back in 2015.
0: Dude, they are really good. I binged them for like a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I need to get back into them. And we missed them because um... like Parko and I were sitting in Alehouse. What was the just album? talking music for like two hours for the show? We got so into like our conversation we forgot like to go in at eight.
0: So <laughs> just just doing the pod.
1: <laughs> doing the pod pretty much.
0: Yeah, this album All at Once is so good. It this too gave me like heavy nineties vibes, the this band. Yeah, um, listen
1: again. Because I know like Brian Fallon yeah. shared a picture with her from the first night they played. And th- they the Thursday night show.
0: They're from New Jersey, also.
1: I think they play in Montclair all the time.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's where they're from, like New Brunswick
1: area. Ah, that's why Fallon knows her.
0: Yeah. Oh, you should have not missed them. <laughs> that's okay.
1: I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure they'll tour with another band we like, soon. Yeah. On um, Gaslight's next, uh, when this album drops and they go on tour again,
0: that'd be cool. Did uh? Besigers play like Lookers or anything after. Oh, I forgot part? to mention that. So yeah, so like, they, they they sing about the Wonder Bar and stuff, right?
1: They do. So they kick off uh with on the Impossible Pass, so they play that straight. And they played four songs before the Encore. So Lookers was one. Nice. They also played uh, I Don't Wanna Be an Asshole anymore. Houses on Fire. Nice. Uh in Remission.
0: Nice. and telling un- tell Lies?
1: Yep, the Uncored with Tellin' Lies, yeah. Lookers, and After the Party.
0: What if they were just like, we're just going to play After the Party, too?
1: <laughs> they should. That would be sick. That would be... So, I've been having this debate in my head, and I know the answer is no, but, like, is there a perfect concert?
0: Like, like... I need more like of the Mezingers, <laughs> or just like in in the universe.
1: In the universe, like I guess it also depends on it's like an episode. Or, on how itself. about this? Like seeing your favorite band, is there a, a perfect concert you could see from one of your bands, or does is it, is it uh, not? Are there, is there always be something they didn't play that prevents it from not being perfect? because uh, Parko had some like when he got to see like Blue album all played live, like front to back, and Pinkerton. I feel like that's pretty close but at the same time like I'm, I don't think he got them both the same night. Yeah. Uh, I know it's it's a really t- it's <laughs> I've been having the internal debates. So I know it's a hard question.
0: It's it is tough cuz it does depend on like the state the stage of the band. Like I remember I saw the front bottoms when uh Talon of the Hawk was out and they played I think they played like all of self-titled and all of Talon of the Hawk. And the only thing they didn't play was like, uh, um, basement, basement. Uh, I forget the name of that one. Um, swinging like a fist, right? Concrete colored basement. All right. All right. Let's keep this clean. It's clean as you're gonna make me sing the whole song.
1: (laughs) Why am I blanking on when it's cold?
0: No, it's okay. But so we were, we were hanging out with them like after the show because it was like still early on in their career. So we're just like outside the pony, like, and they were just shooting the shit. I was like, oh, like you didn't play this song. And he's like, dude, you picked the one song we have that we didn't play. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, it's a weird time signature. and We just didn't want to like deal with it. <laughs> it's like we played everything we have. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just was curious. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so there might always be something. Ace
1: um, Bobat? No.
0: No. Uh, God damn. It's off uh, self-titled. can find it. Who can find it? I'm going to find it.
1: I'm going to find it.
0: The boredom is the reason I started That's it, swimming. Yeah. It's also the reason I started sinking.
1: <laughs> but we got that live last time we saw them. Yeah. They so they must the whole have
0: album. learned how to play it since 2013. <laughs> but yeah, so all that to say there probably always will be something you would, but that's like part of what keeps you going to shows and like seeing bands is chasing that perfect set list and like hoping you get to hear that, that real like deep cut that you love so much. Like that's why people see fish a gazillion times. And like, I think you never know what they're going to play. Yeah. I think the same logic applies to a lot of bands. It's just a lot of bands don't switch up the set list day-to-day so instead you see them once a tour instead of following them around all summer like a
1: weirdo (laughs) but that leads me to like my last point on the show so obviously i was happy with that set list but at the same time i kind of realized like as you get into a band like earlier in their career it's exciting to see them celebrate an album from 10 years ago but also you realize with each each new album they put out you're going to hear fewer and fewer songs from those older albums like i was really hoping for the saturday night show they were gonna pull out like the shakes or irish goodbyes or some kind of b-side from like maybe like chamberlain waits but it was just pretty much after the party rented world and all of on the impossible past but yeah which is i love all three of those albums and i'm happy but at the same time i was like man i wish they really threw in some deep cuts there just to yeah. It celebrate doesn't this get, anniversary a little more.
0: It doesn't get easier to hear old songs.
1: No, it doesn't. Oh, they played Anna, too. I forgot about that one. Oh, nice. That was the only one off uh, Hello Exile.
0: Yeah, it, it is. That's just, like, a reality of it. And, like, you gotta just hope you like the new stuff. Like, like Rise Against when we see them. Like, I see them every summer. You're usually there. Like, I wish they would play more of their new stuff at these shows. Like they almost are the opposite problem. But it's just as like the catalog grows, the chances of you getting like that perfect set list just shrink. Unless you're such a big fan of the band that you love and know every single song. But like I don't know. I've been seeing some like front bottom set lists lately that I'm like, oh, I would be pretty disappointed if like that's what they played.
1: And mostly new stuff?
0: Uh, yeah it was just like just their choices weren't songs that I would be super like psyched about and it happened to like culminate all into like one set list but then again like I'm saying that as someone who wasn't there like if you're there it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah but, and
1: I feel like we got spoiled for the blast that we were at getting cell titled on full as we oh, were yeah. out of nowhere when yeah. no one expected it <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that was one of like the best surprises I think I've ever gotten at a concert.
1: I feel like for them to disappoint me, they'd have to play like Going Gray in full. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey.
1: Because that's going... the only album I've haven't loved of theirs.
0: Don't you should try it, try it again. I think it's a great
1: Like I love Vacation I Town. Know. But Vacation I like Town, the rest of it just kind of blends. Grand in. finale,
0: trampoline, far drive. Yeah, I guess like it's definitely my least favorite of their albums, but I wouldn't.
1: I don't sure hate I don't it. Like I just it. think yeah. it's just not up to their usual par. Yeah.
0: They're actually due. Uh,
1: They're due. Menzinger's are due.
0: They do. Front Bombs usually do like every two years, maybe three. Looks like two, but I think COVID was a three year gap for the last one, but. I think we should see something from them next year. And they do those EPs, so they still like give new music, but
1: and we had that this year, right? We've talked about it on the show.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of new EPs and new albums, should we talk about how Drake might have put out the worst and best album of the year all in one year?
1: <laughs> I think that's fair. That's a very fair <laughs> <laughs> statement to say about this.
0: At least in the in the rap genre. But, like, this new album is really good.
1: It's everything we hoped for <laughs> at the end of last week's episode was this. And he even, like, acknowledged it. Like, he had that spoken yeah. part about well, like bars. Why are you
0: making techno? <laughs> he had that line in there.
1: <laughs> that was all of us. Yeah. Or, well, most his fans. Or well, just, co- maybe I'll just speak for us. But
0: <laughs> My cousin was saying, because I, like, said that same thing to him. And he's like, He's like, Drake is like, this is was his justification as a fan, whether or not it's true or not. But I thought it was interesting, was that he's like, to him, he's worldwide. Like, he's bigger than just, like, the U.S. or North America. So he wanted to make an album of a different type of music that he liked that would still appeal to a lot of people. And that's what my cousin said, so.
1: Honestly, never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) whatever her loss (laughs) no this this album i i feel like he took all the criticism and just like was like you guys want bars you want rapping like here you go and he brought it like like and it doesn't like take itself super seriously either like there's like fun lines and like so many like memorable lines that are like they're
1: hilarious
0: there's so so many good ones um and I the product pr- i wrote down a bunch don't okay. worry <laughs> okay <laughs> and the production on like the production on the album is awesome like it i was almost tempted to say that it like carries the album but i don't think that's true because i think everyone brings it like drake 21 savage and the the beats are just unreal and like the beat changes throughout the album are my favorite. Like
1: I love there, when he does that.
0: There are so many points. Like when I was listening that I, you just make like that face that like, you know, like you smelled something bad. You're just like, Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> like Literally like stopping what I'm doing and just like taking a second to be like, Whoa, that, that just happened. Like, like there's... on rich
1: flex, like halfway through it where the tone changes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Rich flex. Um, The first, I think, the first track had a really good beat change. Um, The one with Twenty One Savage had like an insane beat change, which I, whatever Twenty One Savage, what Travis Scott? I mean, Um, the one with Travis Scott.
1: The Twenty One (laughs) Savage.
0: It's for Twenty (laughs) One Scott. I mean, (laughs) Twenty One Scott. (laughs) No, but it also like felt like a drake album that just featured some of 21 savage like i don't know that i'd call it like a split album but
1: there's a lot of drake
0: they played like so well off each other like it just really like made the album more listenable for me having them to bounce off each other i would have liked a little more 21 savage i think that seemed to be like the case for a lot of people but it
1: left me wanting more like i've never really listened to him before and this kind of wanted me like left me wanting to go listen to his like solo stuff.
0: Yeah, I I almost did today, but we just we had so much to talk about so I'm like I'll I'll just save this. But I do want to dig into him cuz cuz like he was another one where like most of his lines like he feels like kind of like like a joker and likes talking about like girls and stuff like he literally like it took him like i think it was like 30 seconds before he was calling people pussies on the album <laughs> and just like the the 21 21 that's like in the back of like all his beats is so good but then um on what was the song um is it, like 3 a.m or something like that the one that was just him um he got like real in it so i'm like oh so like he has that 3am on Glenwood it's called that was just him and like it just showed like range for me for him like he's not just someone who's gonna like have punchlines and jokes but like also can get real about shit I think he was like talking about like his kids on that song and like I don't know that was what made me want to go listen to more of him which I, I plan to do but
1: exactly the way I felt listening to him
0: yeah but so, oh man, I don't even know where to start. There were some great lines though, like "no boo," like we get in sushi. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a good one. Um, twenty one savage had an amazing line. I never show ID at clubs because they know I'm twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, that's like, a great one. Amazing line of the year. <laughs> um, uh, Drake referred to his mom as he goes. My uncle's sister, no, she raised a real one. <laughs> just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I jump on that song and make, make the label think they need you. Um Serena Williams' husband just like catching a stray bullet. <laughs> oh,
1: I saw that. <laughs> Who's also like that. Yeah. the
0: founder of Reddit? I never knew that until today. Um
1: I didn't know until right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um mm. I think 21 out of a line, I can't i can't write my wrongs but i can write these hooks that was pretty good
1: and I then like dig into these lyrics some more because there were so many like i just but there's like 21 songs so yeah 21 songs but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he had like some good like sports references that were pretty funny but i forgot to write them down
0: <laughs> that there were a lot of good moments um yeah rich rich flex you mentioned before the. The beat switch up to that on that into like that nasty piano, it's so so good, it's so good. And then on BS, Drake has like this this acapella part, and then it just goes into the beat drop, and it's just, it's so good. And then he has the line, "I blow half a million on these hoes, I'm a feminist." <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but even like the slow songs are good. On this like spin about you and hours in silence. Like even those like weren't skippable tracks. Like I still enjoyed those when they came on it was like a good little break and yeah
0: it definitely fit like the the whole of the album well but i think hours in silence is probably like my least favorite
1: yeah but i mean it's still one i wouldn't skip over so like i kind of like it as a whole yeah that makes sense
0: (laughs) yeah no it it does it was just i just can't believe how much i like this like
1: compared to what we listened to a couple months ago
0: i'm definitely like a casual drake fan and i'm one of those fans who's just like i liked if you're reading this it's too late and like that's about all i know which surprisingly like or not surprisingly i don't know but like reading the internet after this like there's a lot of people in that same boat who just like really like that album and just like whatever like i'm sure there's other songs that are like that album scattered throughout his stuff but That was the only Drake album I ever like listened to on repeat.
1: It's still one of his best.
0: Yeah, but
1: I just think it's like fascinating how like the last song on Honestly Nevermind was Jimmy Cooks with Twenty One Savage, and it was like far and away the best song on that album. And he just like Mm. pretty much took that and then made a full album of Jimmy Cooks, which is like pretty much what we asked for when we reviewed Honestly Uh... Nevermind. Why couldn't we get a full album worth? of songs like this and little did we know a couple months later her loss comes along
0: i'm trying to find i have one more line oh oh short rigatoni with the pesto the first martini is an espresso (laughs) relatable
1: that should be a t-shirt
0: relatable (laughs) it's just just so good like i'm Gonna continue listening to this. Like too. I'm excited to put this back on, which I, I just excited
1: to learn the lines more.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like Drake and Microwave. Oh, Microwave should tour with Meatloaf.
1: Meatloaf died though.
0: Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> microwave Meatloaf, Brett. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> All right, they can't tour with Meatloaf. I. Right. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about the name and how that's something you put. It in would have worked <laughs>
1: if he was still here. Ah, <laughs> uh, fine. R.I.P.
0: You can't put Pearl Jam in a microwave, can you? That wouldn't really be good. No,
1: I don't think so. Damn. All
0: right. We'll keep we'll keep brainstorming. We're there. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh, what ah? what else what else do we have this week?
1: At, uh, on the possible pass drop finally on streaming
0: oh the oh yeah we should have talked about that like 10 minutes ago but yeah so that was just all b-sides from from their
1: wait what was it called so it's on the possible past oh okay Basically, these are all the demos that eventually I heard you, would become yeah. on the impossible past
0: that's cool like i i liked hearing the stripped down versions I don't know. It made me just want to put on the actual album, to be honest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I always love this one because like you kind of see how the songs like grew from this point, although some of them like rarely changed. Yeah. It just took a matter of them adding the full band. Yeah. Although some of them I feel like like Casey, I can't seem to tell them like good things I thought were standouts on this. Like Casey, it's like this version kind of made me love the song even more because you kind of get to appreciate it lyrically and the guitars on that. Even though like I love like the regular version too, it's just just this one hits a little differently. Yeah. It's like almost stronger emotionally a little bit to me.
0: Yeah. You can lean into the lyrics more. Yeah. He's just said, yeah.
1: And I can't seem to tell. I just love like the sound of the acoustic guitar on that one. Yeah. And And meanwhile, like the recorded version, like that bass is like my favorite part of the song. And like that's not on this, but like the guitar, the acoustic guitar, they're just strumming like so heavily on that that it works like almost the same. But it's cool how they would take that and be like, why don't we just do this with the bass line? And kind of makes you
0: wish they would put out an acoustic album.
1: Could be. I mean, this
0: basically is an acoustic album, but to like polish the songs more.
1: We got uh, In Exile, which is a. They did like acoustic different versions of the Hello Exile songs during COVID.
0: Uh well I didn't listen to that album.
1: <laughs> it's on Spotify if you ever are in an easygoing mood.
0: Oh, from exile. There it is.
1: That's it. What a in exile is, is that Rolling Stones? Who is that? that's <laughs> <laughs> no, exile on Main Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone has an in exile. I don't know who it is though.
0: Uh we'll we'll find it in the microwave. <laughs> So did we I think we decided on a book for the book club?
1: We did, thanks to an assist from a uh, friend of the pod Nick Parker.
0: Waiting patiently for winter season.
1: <laughs> Get him back on. He did not listen to the the leak? The leak. Nice. In fact, he forgot he sent it to us. He was like, There's a leak out. I'm like, you sent this to <laughs> us.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, ridiculous. But yeah, you you want to let let the listeners know what, what we decided.
1: So we decided it's going to be none of the books that we <laughs> talked about on last episode. <laughs> in Instead, we're going poem. to do the Storyteller, which was Dave Grohl's book that came out this year. Because Parco hyped it up and like his eyes lit up when he asked me if I read this book. And he rattled off a couple stories from it. And I was like, wow, I can't wait to read this. It was like This is some of the stuff in the book. I, I, I'll just leave you hanging there. I won't spoil anything, but
0: I love this choice because it's not like, like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't a Dave Grohl biography or like the history of Nirvana or like how Foo Fighters happened because he has those out already. This yep. is just like short stories from the road,
1: pretty much. And then he does talk about Nirvana a little bit, which well, kind of yeah. wrote me in. Uh, but yeah it's pretty much just stories of I guess being on the road and being in a band and there, there's some stuff about his mom in there too Uh, some Taylor stuff but it's not like this came out a couple months before Taylor passed away like that would have been a whole other yeah. part of this I'm sure if it came out after that but yeah, he really talked it up but I'm excited to read it too I think this is a good first choice for us.
0: And the cover has him turn wearing sideways. glasses, turned sideways, staring, staring thoughtfully into the distance. Maybe looking at a cloud shaped like a coffee pot or something. <laughs> Can't confirm what he's looking at, but he's really looking out over there.
1: Good old Dave. So, how do we want to? handle this are we gonna break it up into parts i'm gonna read the whole thing and then discuss what are you thinking
0: I, I think we should break it up into parts um i don't
1: parts are definitely easier
0: i don't have the book yet so like i can't figure out exactly how we should break it up but um we could do like like i, I read everything on kindle so i think of books now in percentages
1: kindle roy
0: the uh, yes, Kendall Roy, <laughs> the real one. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it, Brett. I can't wait for that to come back. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm <was> supposed <laughs> to talk. Let's <I> stuck talk <laughs> with these jokes he had thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we could, <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, so parts. We'll do parts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do parts. We'll do like you know, read a quarter of the book by this point. Quarter I was thinking the
1: maybe the show after Thanksgiving weekend. It's the first first quarter, if you will. Yeah, I figure that's a good weekend to just kind of veg out and take some chunks out of this.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and for the listeners too.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully some of our friends will read along with us. If not, as we promised last week, we'll read it for you. So, that's it. Spark we can notes. just tell you the stories, but we'll leave out the best stories. No. <laughs> no, we won't hold you hostage. Um yeah, cool. It's exciting. We'll uh I'll put on like Instagram or Mostly Instagram because that's just where I like to post. But how we, how we want to like break it up exactly once we get our hands on the book.
1: I have it over here, so I could probably look at it tonight and then. Nice. Text you a breakdown.
0: I might try and go to the library. I'm always buying books, but there's a library like right around the corner.
1: I do the same. Like I still we go to the library, but I still end up buying books. So I'm like, oh, I want to support this author, so I'll buy it. But yeah be knowing i'm probably only going to read it once
0: i need to support my mortgage
1: <laughs> yeah that's how i feel now dude <laughs>
0: uh patreon.com only Steve, only slash general admission. <laughs> no it's not a thing yet <laughs> but
1: wait did you say patreon <laughs> <it's at> patreon.com <laughs> <slash general admission.
0: laughs> subscribe to us and we'll sing you a song <laughs> l to the og
1: and <laughs> to, <laughs> to the og and <laughs> to the o <laughs> all right
0: we've reached the point of the show where we are completely off the rails <laughs> oh oh i had i had some news nothing crazy but a little blink 182 talk real quick before we uh wrap it up for the for the week um Edging success has put Blink into a very elite group for the Billboard alternative charts who have a hit number one song in four different decades. All the Small Things in the 90s, I Miss You in the 2000s, Bored to Death in the 10s, and now Edging in the 20s. Brett, can you think of two other bands in the same Blink vein that may have accomplished this goal. This is the Quiz Bread episode.
1: So it's two bands in four decades? Yeah. There might be.
0: I don't know if there's more, but these were the two that were included in the article. That seemed very obvious after reading them. You too? No, think more Blink-182. Green Day? Green Day is one. And another band who puts out so many songs, it's probably not even. What was a the
1: What was the recent Green Day one?
0: Uh, I don't know something Is it off, off
1: their weird last album.
0: Probably like still breathing off Rev Radio. When was that? When did that come out?
1: That was twenty ten, right?
0: Oh, uh, damn! It was a long time ago.
1: Might be ready, aim, fire. Unless like, they had a song in ready, like, fire, like, aim. Maybe. Oh,
0: maybe. I was gonna say unless they had a song in like the late '80s, but they definitely didn't. <laughs> they were still like playing high school shows, which if you look up Green Day High School, there's a really cool video of them playing at their high school and like no one giving a shit. But
1: I gotta look that up. It's just
0: super cool to watch, like knowing where they where they go. We'll
1: definitely look that up. I'm, I think Chili Peppers. Yeah. Is my next guest. Yeah, that's okay. the other
0: one. <laughs> Damn, i want to start coming up with quizzes every week because it's very fun to listen to you get the right answers. You crushed the, the first quiz today.
1: I got to quiz you next week in return.
0: Oh, no. What's the thing that people always say? Uh, I'm not stupid. I'm just not a good test taker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the thing we use to measure intelligence? To measure? <laughs> <laughs> You're not good at that. <laughs> No, I'm I'm down for a quiz. You quizzed me on, like, one of our first episodes. I did. With your made-up songs.
1: The made-up band names.
0: (laughs) How is it? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Before we go, any last things to put in the microwave? Pork and beans? It's not a a bad name.
1: (laughs) You can't microwave red hot chili peppers, right?
0: (laughs) Nah. I mean, maybe if they're, like, on, like, a rice bowl. Um, You can't microwave cranberries. Would you want a microwave cake? No. No,
1: man.
0: <laughs> oh, man. We're definitely missing a real obvious one. Man, meatloaf would have been so good.
1: Bowling for soup?
0: Ooh. Ooh. If
1: they were just called soup though, right?
0: <laughs> that, I mean that's that's definitely our, our best one so far. I don't even recognize any of these. I'm, i I looked up a list. <laughs> I looked up a list.
1: And there's just nothing recognizable.
0: No, not not at the portion of the list i'm at it just looks like i might just be on a food list at this point blue oyster cult (laughs) gross (laughs) corn oh we've brought the show full circle (laughs) we knew this episode was on the cob (laughs) (laughs) boom and they call it the popcorn tour (laughs) (laughs) bam Thanks for listening End everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We're going out on top in the microwave on the popcorn tour. We love you..
1: Notch. 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 We'll uh-huh.